welcome to you me and the economy the union government is all set to resurrect the electricity amendment bill which was dropped after the farmers protest this week it also laments about the loss to the exchequer due to judicial activism in environmental cases my name is kavita kabir and here is your weekly roundup of economy and finance The Union Power Minister R.K. Singh has confirmed that the government will table the electricity amendment bill in parliament soon. It was earlier dropped after the farmers struggle with the promise to consult with the states and the other stakeholders for necessary changes. But now it's back with even more dangerous proposals. The new bill will give more power to the union government in states affair and open the flood doors for private players. Private companies will be given more access to the power distribution sector. Customers can choose the distributor they want, the bill says. This cherry picking will end in high paying customers opting for private companies while the poor subsidy dependent customers remaining with the government companies. Government distribution companies will be again at a loss as they will be the only power distributor in the non-lucrative rural areas. There will be a new Central Electricity Contract Enforcement Authority and provisions to make the state electricity regulatory commissions do what the union government wants them to do. In short, it's a clever plan to steal power sector from the state governments. It is evident by the union government's track record that they don't really care about the environment. Now adding to the hypocrisy comes the Niti Aayog's report. It is titled Economic Impact of Select Decisions of the Supreme Court and National Green Tribunal of India. The report laments about the judicial access of the Supreme Court and the National Green Tribunal in the defense of environment and human rights. Anybody following the environmental discourse can see that we had crossed over to prioritizing immediate economic benefits over environmental damage a long time back. And yet the report deliberately obsesses over the immediate economic cost. Losses to the government exchequer, rise in public debt, impact on project cost, time overrun and so on. It does this by taking five case studies wherein the Supreme Court and the National Green Tribunal rulings have either stalled or delayed various environmentally debilitating projects. Astonishingly, it includes the Sterling Copper Mining case and Goa Mining case where the country witnessed huge protest for life and livelihood. In all the cases there was sound logic behind what the government labels as excessive judicial activism but clearly such concerns about the environment and the threat it poses to the lives and livelihoods of people does not hold any value for the government the report simply laments on the 8000 crore loss to the government exchequer good news for indian railways A 245 million dollar loan has been authorized by the World Bank to upgrade Indian Railways freight and logistic infrastructure. This project's major goal is to increase transportation efficiency for both goods and people while lowering carbon emissions by millions of tons annually. It will also concentrate on utilizing commercial finance by enlisting the private sector and creating client-centered strategies. The initiative would also help the dedicated freight corridor corporation of India and enhance its institutional capacities as a business organization and also equip it to offer multi-modal logistic services. This is supposed to encourage more private sector investments in railway industry. But the question is how and on what terms? 
Will the government lose ownership of such a crucial asset? People are bound to be concerned about the rising fare and added cost. As with many World Bank projects, several challenges and uncertainties regarding the accountability, price limitation, tax levied, employment issues, etc. remain unanswered. In other news, People's Forum on BRICS convened for a roundtable discussion on the 27th of June. People's Forum on BRICS is an independent progressive forum where a number of civil society organizations and trade unions come together to deliberate on several aspects of the BRICS bloc. They discuss the developments over the past year and present a people's alternative for what is at best a loose high-level deliberation. The event had a stellar lineup of speakers from across BRICS nations working on a variety of issues. The discussion at the roundtable went into country perspectives of the most recent economics and geopolitical happenings across the globe. The speakers put forth their perspectives on multilateralism and partnership among the BRICS nations and the changing dynamics between nations. The panel also talked about the current scenario of political and security cooperation and the BRICS agenda on the reform of global governance systems. You can watch the discussion on our YouTube channel. The link is in the description box. Thanks for listening to this podcast. For more news and analysis, head to our website www.senfa.org and keep listening to Yumi and the Economy.